I am joined by the LinkedIn queen herself, Sophie Miller. She's the founder of Pretty Little Marketer. Pretty Little Marketer, if you don't know, it's an online community to inform and empower you to find your feet in the world of marketing. So they offer one-on-ones, webinars, and resources and daily content across their socials. You have seen such a huge success across your platforms since starting. I think I started following you when you started in the beginning in 2020 and like your IG and everything has just grown, even your personal LinkedIn page. Um, it's been amazing. So if you're on LinkedIn and you haven't seen Sophie's post, I don't know what you're doing because they're just so good. So thank you so much for coming on. I'm so honored to chat. I love LinkedIn and my listeners know that I'm like, can't shut up about it. So I'm excited to just dive right into it. Oh, I mean, well, firstly, thank you so much for such a kind introduction. Um, and yes, no, totally relate. Love LinkedIn. And um, I always feel dramatic when I say this, but it really has changed my life mm-hmm. um, in many ways. That I'm sure we'll probably explore in our talk together today. Um, but yes, no, really excited to talk with you um, in our session today. Amazing. Um, so before we get into Free Little Marketer and then everything about that, I'd love to hear about, you know, your university experience. Um, what did you study? Did you plan on going into marketing entrepreneurship? Awesome. No, great question. I am. Um, so my university experience or journey is a little different to many others. Um, so I didn't go to university aged 18. I went three years later. So when everyone, all of my friends were graduating, that's when I started my university journey. Um, age 18, I did want to go to university. Um, I I'm super creative um, and I really wanted to study photography. Everyone in my life, um, friends, family, um, and specifically my tutor at school told me you'd get me nowhere. Um, And rather than being, you know, a big, confident, strong woman who knew that she could achieve anything, um, I kind of just heeded to that pressure. So I spent three years as an events coordinator, which is much less exciting than it sounds. Um, age 20, I knew it wasn't for me and I felt too young to feel that old, (laughs) felt too young to feel like I didn't know what I was doing and didn't have a direction. Um, I Googled creative jobs in business with people. Those are the three things I love. Found marketing, couldn't get a job, went to university. Um, So my journey to uni was quite a wild one. Um, I was then a student throughout the pandemic. So my first year was kind of normal or or how normal used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I had two years studying from home and and kind of juggling that. Um, So probably not the typical exciting student experience. Um, I'm very glad to be a graduate now, (laughs) not be at university anymore. Um, But yeah, so my journey into marketing was like a little bit of like a self-discovery um light bulb moment and I'm then at uni (laughs) very much the same um I live quite an adventure I would say lots of lessons learned yeah how was it like being into university being older even though 21 is not old at all um compared to your peers like did you feel like there was a difference between like 18 to 21 I think yes um First of all, um, so I'm based in the UK, so I'm not sure if it's like the same everywhere. Um, But as soon as you turn 21 and you head to university, you're labelled a mature student. Oh, (laughs) my God, no, we don't have that in Canada. Guys, I'm only 21. Please (laughs) let me live my youth. Let me feel like a young woman. Um, So like you automatically, when I would log into my emails, it'd be like, Sophie, category, mature student. And I think that alone kind of emphasized this point of 
God, I, I've done this late, or oh, I'm not like everyone else. Um, but like the people around me were such a varied age range. Um, when I was 21, I had friends at 18. There were people there in their 30s. Um, there was an absolutely beautiful woman who was so wonderful. And she was there in her 40s because she wanted a career change. Um, so although I think university culture, um, societies and like the nightclubs and all of those bits and bobs are very much tailored to the younger um, groups at university. Um, I was quite lucky that on my course specifically, there was quite a range. Um, so I felt I fit in well, um, but to see all of my friends around me being graduates, getting their big girl jobs and kind of being successful, um, that was the hardest part for me. So outside of uni, just comparing myself to every other 21 year old um, who was moving countries, cities, earning money um whilst I was doing none of those things yes yes then you were on your own journey and then when you created PLM did you like so in June 2020 so that's like over two years ago now um did you envision it to be like this now to kind of grow this quickly or when you're starting you're like I'm just gonna make this like Instagram or kind of page so what were you thinking when you first started it like what were your main like dream goals for this platform yeah do you know what I don't think I had any um okay. it's just one of those things where I thought it was a hobby that I could take up you know if you started going to the gym or a cycling class or like any sort of club you would do in your spare time um it was just a fun space um it grew much quicker than I ever imagined um six months later I by a series of events was made unemployed. Um, so PLM after six months then became my job um, as a freelancer and as a community manager. Um, but now two years ago in, in June, 2020, kind of just thought it was gonna be one of those things. So you post a few times, you give up, or you know maybe I'll, I'll log in every so often and, and chat with my friends on there. Um, but yeah, no strategy, um, just posting and, and seeing what happened. That's amazing. Yeah. And with LinkedIn, did you notice for your own personal page, did it grow at the same time with PLM or were you already kind of posting on LinkedIn before? So I started posting on LinkedIn about four to five months after starting PLM on Instagram. Okay. Um, it was coming up to um, December 2020. And um, six months later, I was going to be a graduate. So I was a bit like, OK, I've grown PLM. At, at the time, I was working as an influencer marketing assistant alongside uni. Um, so I was OK, like, let's use LinkedIn. I'll post a little bit. I Maybe I can get a graduate job and, and it can help me. Um, so it came a few months later, um, but very quickly became a place that I really loved and um, feel like it's definitely changed my life in many, many ways. Yeah, that's amazing. And I. I think I heard in another, another interview that you said, like, there's a huge difference between um, community and following. So it's like who you choose to prioritize. And I think so many companies out there, they're trying to grow their following, but they're not, you know, that's not necessarily growing a community. So for you, when did you kind of clue in that you're like, oh, this is not just numbers. Like, I want to grow a community that's actually engaged. I think what was really helpful um, for me is when I started out, I didn't have money on the mind. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't have, you know, in, in six months, I want to hit 10K. Um, my only mission when I started PLM was one, to find other people who were students like me, who were terrified of their next steps and going into the big world of marketing. Mm 
um, and two, kind of building my own experience and using the page as a bit of a portfolio of what I could achieve, you know, graphic design, content creation. Um, so from the get go, it was very much about people helping community um, without even knowing it. Um, it's been something I've carried through the whole of the two years and now as a marketer and I guess a professional it's something that I teach and and preach about um probably far too often um but yeah I think if you know you want to build relationships with your consumers your customers if you want to build any sort of reputable brand why wouldn't you prioritize the people over your products or your profits um it's humans that live on this planet why do we not want to love them and build life with them um so yeah it kind of just always made sense to me um but i guess it was helpful it didn't start as a business venture or anything big and proper i was just figuring things out yes yes and i think you've all you've often said i've seen in other interviews as well that you've focused on stats on how to grow you know your your following so what exactly like for someone that's just like starting their business going what should they look at is it like the instagram analytics let's say if they're on instagram or linkedin or yeah what are some good ways to kind of increase that community oh awesome question um i think for me, first of all, behind the scenes is really understanding your audience. Um, so less kind of metric driven. Um, I teach in my one-to-ones and webinars about using your content to become a solution. Um, I believe that when you use your content to solve an audience member's problem, you create something called an advocate. Um, so an advocate is someone who believes in and buys into what you're doing on a deeper level than just a customer. Um, an advocate is the person who will recommend you to a friend or share your content on their Instagram stories. Um, they feel as though they're a part of what you're doing. Um, if you're putting them first, why wouldn't they also put you first? Um, so, you know, hopping on Google, trying to understand who you're talking to, what their wants and needs and questions are in relation to what you do um, is super important in everything I do. Um, and then measuring that for me, I follow account like numbers. They're a nice number to have. They can make us feel good. And um, I guess in some senses, it can be a sign that we're going in the right direction. You know, we're growing, people are, are liking our pictures or our LinkedIn posts. Um, but for me, in terms of what I'm trying to achieve on my socials, which is to build a community, um, the most important metric for me is engagement rate. There are many ways to measure your engagement rate. Um, I'd recommend hopping on Google because I think there's over 20 different avenues you can yes. take figure out the percentage um but essentially it's how many of the people who have either seen your content or follow you um how many of those people have actually engaged um the more of those the better because then you're speaking to the right people um so totally depends on you know why you're using socials what your aims are um but for me engagement is always number one um want to create content that my audience love um because that shows that i am prioritizing them um and that hopefully they're enjoying it yes yes and do you like when before you're strategizing let's say for your own personal linkedin do you know what kind of posts would do well like I saw your post about that, you know, you're, you don't drink alcohol and that hit so many people, different people. When you were writing that, did you have any expectations that that would kind of go viral in a sense, or you're just kind of just being yourself? I had no expectations. whatsoever. <laughs> um, so I think currently as we're chatting now, cause I looked yesterday, um, that post has 
It's been seen by 8 million people. That's ah! crazy. Um, it has, I think, 130,000 likes or something. Yes, that's that, yeah. um, I actually had to turn the comments off at some point because, you know, when it just lands on the wrong side of the internet and totally. you don't find your people. So just, you know, <laughs> to protect myself and my happiness. Yes turn the comments off but um no I had no expectations at all for that post um so just for context for anyone listening who hasn't seen it um popped a post on I think about two weeks ago on LinkedIn um it was just unpacking that I as a 20 something year old don't drink and how that's okay um and just a reminder to readers that next time you're out with your friends or your colleagues and they say they're not feeling it tonight um not to push them not to bug them but actually to accept that that's cool and that's okay um it went a little bit crazy I wasn't expecting it at all um I think on LinkedIn personal content and by personal I mean your storytelling content um what you love why do you love marketing what's your backstory why did you pick the job that you picked those sort of reflection questions um are really good ones for relationship builders um and I think with that comes engagement comments potential followers as well um because again people love people um and we love seeing that human side too um the faces that we see in our phones or our computers, um, the more relatable, the better. Um, I try and split my LinkedIn content into two, um, personal, so about me, what I'm up to, how I'm feeling. Um, and then the second part of how I post is kind of that educational, um, helpful, takeaway, valuable kind of content where I will talk about marketing, what my profession is and do that teaching. Um, so I think it is important to have a balance. Um, but yeah, that personal content on LinkedIn, I do find does well, um, or at least some of them. <laughs> yes, no, no, I love it. I love seeing more brands even like, I've seen some bigger corporate brands even on Twitter. They're like a little witty, they're funnier. And I, I love that human side of things. And I know that you do a lot of one-on-ones and webinars. So I kind of have a two-part question, but what kind of brands or people come to you? And secondly, what is kind of their main like problem or issue that they're wanting you to fix? Good question. Um, so I, as a freelancer, work in many different pools. Um, I work with brands big and small. Um, I work with individuals. So I work with freelancers and entrepreneurs starting their own businesses. Um, and then the kind of complete other end of the spectrum is I work with kind of like Fortune 500s and some of the UK's biggest brands to refine their strategies. Um, so I'm very lucky to know lots of lovely people and get to learn with them as I teach them. Um, one thing I always find interesting is whether I'm talking to a freelancer who's just started up and it's their first day trying to find a client um, or is a founder of a million pound company who's been doing this for absolute years. Um, I guess it's less marketing and more a reflection question, um, but it's always how to get over the fear of posting online. Um, you know, as a freelancer, as a newbie, how do I stand out when there's so many people out there already doing it? Um, and then as someone more experienced, I guess someone with a bit more of a reputation to uphold, um, it's okay, well, what do I talk about? How do I be me in a professional sense that still makes me human and find that balance? Um, so I think, A, knowing what to post, uh, which for me all comes down to 
who you want to be and who you want to be known to. Um, and number two, just being brave enough to, to press post um, because it can be really scary sometimes. Um, the internet isn't always kind, is it? So I guess putting yourself out there um, feels like you're giving a bit of who you are away. Um, so I think two, two answers there, I guess, but those would be the two main things um, that everyone I speak to um, always has a question on. Right, right. And have you ever dealt with imposter syndrome? Like you're working with these crazy big companies, you're young in your 20s. Are there ever, you know, people that, you know, doubt your experience or anything? And how do you deal with that? Um, yeah, I'm just curious to know, like, even I think you had mentioned, like, I'm always surprised when people ask me to come on podcasts. I'm like, well, obviously, you built an amazing business. So I'm curious to know if you kind of struggle with that um, and how do you get over that? Absolutely. Um, I So I was diagnosed with anxiety disorder when I was 14. So a whole 11 years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, so like naturally a part of who I am and something that I work on every day in many ways mm -hmm. um, is things like self-doubt. Um, I find comparison um, a really tricky one to get over as well. I think many 20 year olds now we have grown up with our lives and our teen years on the internet um we've seen like the rise and fall of Victoria's Secret um when Instagram was born we were basically the ones that were born with it yeah. um so I think we've been born into this era of internet models um TikTok now um so yeah no absolutely imposter syndrome is, is a really really hard one um I spend a lot of time on the internet because it's my job. Um, so knowing when it's time to step back is really important. Um, something I'm really passionate about is being really strict with who I follow. Um, like sure, so on Instagram, for example, I follow lots of fashion influencers. I love keeping up with what they're wearing. Um, but even then making sure that I'm following them because I like their outfits and not because I think I have to look like them or um, the people I follow on LinkedIn, um, following the people that make me feel good and help me embrace my failures or the times that I've not done something perfectly. Um, so I'm very kind of strict with that. Um, boundaries that I try to set to protect that imposter syndrome from creeping in. Um, it's almost sad how as young people it's become normalized that imposter syndrome is just one of those things, you know, we all struggle like we're meant to. Um, but yeah, no, very much present day to day. Um, I'm a team of one trying to- I was grow. about to say, like, is it, is it just you managing all these things and like, how do you not get like content fatigue? Like I had a, I interviewed a founder the other week where she has this big blog and she's been in the business for so long, um, but she had to take a step back from her blog just because it was just so much and being on. And obviously we know that social media, it's like, it's, you're consuming a lot of information. So I'm just wanting to know, like you're running a business on your own. Um, how do you like, again, take care of your mental health while, you know, this is your business this is how you make money. So I'm curious to know what you do there. Yeah, no, awesome question. Um, first of all, in terms of mental health, as a team of one who does lots and lots of things, um, over the past six months, I, I think I shared a post on this on LinkedIn last week, but I have titled summer 2022, um, Sophie's summer of working more than she's, no, living more than she's working. Um, because for the first half of the year, and I think the majority of last year, I've definitely been doing more working than living. Um, 
And I think when you are a freelancer, an entrepreneur, team of one, um, you don't have a boss or a team member who can be like, hey, Sophie, it's 5 p.m. It's time to turn the laptop off or, hey, OK, what are our goals? How are we going to get there? Um, for me, it can be I think I'm an Aquarius, so I'm very driven. Um, when I have an idea, I run full steam ahead and I do not want to stop. Um, so I'll blame it on the star sign, um, but it can be really hard to kind of reel that back in sometimes. A few things I'm trying to do um, to commence Sophie's summer of living um, is set more boundaries. So um, I now don't have WhatsApp on my phone in terms of notifications. That's how I communicate with my clients. Um, I only have it on my laptop. Um, I'm not logged into my work emails on my phone. Again, that's only on my laptop. Um, Weekends, I don't go on my socials. Uh, I don't check up on PLM socials. I don't answer my DMs. Um, so I think just finding ways that fit in with your schedule and allow you to be a human as much as you are a business person. Um, in terms of content fatigue, it's real and it really sucks. <laughs> um, my kind of best tip would be, so I have a spreadsheet on Google Sheets and um, that there I have headlines of the people I want to be known to or kind of the groups of audience members in PLM. So for the marketing community, it is entrepreneurs, new marketers and freelancers. Mm -hmm. Those are the three audience types I want to be known to and attract. Under there, whenever I get a chance, maybe once or twice a month, I list a bunch of questions, needs and problems they might have in relation to who I am and what I do. So anytime I'm feeling stuck, I can kind of go back to that sheet and think, oh, okay, well, freelancers struggle with X, Y, Z. Let's turn that into a post. Um, so understanding your audience, I think, is really important for that constant flow. Um, but also something I recommend often is diversifying your sources of inspiration. Um, if you're only ever on Instagram, you're only going to produce what's on there and that's going to run out very quickly. Um, so something I like to do every morning with my breakfast is I watch the top trending video in my country on YouTube. Oh. Um, sometimes they're mental. Um, sometimes I'll be sat watching like a, <laughs> a, a music video with my breakfast. Um, sometimes it's a random YouTuber that I've never seen before who's vlogging. Um, but like just for inspiration um, and for kind of broadening what you know and who you know um, is a really nice one to try. So um, yeah, kind of diversifying what you're taking in means that you're going to be able to put out a whole lot more. Um, I don't just produce content for PLM. <laughs> I have many clients as well. So um, it's really important for me that the things I am consuming um, are across a big range so that I can put out uh, much more. Very cool. Um, and before we get into the rapid fires, I'd love to know, just being in your own 20s, I don't think your job is a nine to five, like you're continuously working. Do you find it hard for your friends, maybe your age to relate to you? Because I don't think I know too many um, young 20 year olds that are entrepreneurs running these big businesses. So how, yeah, how do you navigate that in your personal life? Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, so all of my in real life friends, because I have internet friends and in real life friends, um, the people I've gone to uni with, the people I grew up with very much have traditional nine to fives, right. um, which I mean, that's awesome. It is for so many people. Um, for me, at this point, I just think I'm unemployable. Um, I've been doing this on my own. I don't think I could ever have anyone tell me what to do and me do it. But a story for another day. Um, so it can be tricky from 
time to time, you know, oh, I'm walking late or one of my worst habits is just not replying to people because I <laughs> get caught up in the laptop or yeah. I'm on another app. Um, so trying to explain why, you know, I've been a bit MIA can often be difficult. Um, but I'm very lucky um, to have lots of wonderful friends I've met through LinkedIn and PLM, um, lots of other freelancers, agency owners, kind of community founders who are just like me um, in their 20s who have no idea what they're doing, but they're kind of trying their best. Um, so I'm really lucky that I do still have people in my circle to lean on, to chat with. Um, so I think if your life does look different to the people's around you, Firstly, that is okay. That's absolutely fine. Um, but secondly, don't underestimate the power of the internet um, and attracting, you know, like, what is it? Your vibe attracts your tribe. And, yes. and finding those people who are on that journey with you um, makes it much easier and less lonely. That's for sure. Yes, that's amazing. Well, I'd love to hop into a few rapid fires just to end the episode, if that's good. Awesome. You... Yes, I'll give it a try. Um, what is one of your favorite birthdays that you've had? Oh, uh, my 21st birthday, I went to Paris with my boyfriend and my parents. Um, my birthday's in January, absolutely tipped down. It was freezing, um, but it felt really magical. Um, When's your birthday? It's January, so January 21st. Okay, I'm January 6th, so I'm a Capricorn, so we're just... Lovely. Yeah. I missed the boat on that one, um, so proud Aquarian. <laughs> um, who is someone that you're loving on social right now? That could be a person or a brand. Oh, um, I follow an amazing uh, British YouTuber and influencer called Lydia Millen. Um, and she just lives the most beautiful life. Um, she lives in the English countryside. She has a greenhouse. She makes fresh produce. And she's just the woman I want to be in 10 years time. She's I, amazing. I need to watch her because I used to, when I first was on YouTube, I was watching all the UK YouTubers yes. like Zoella. I'm trying oh, to yes. and all those people. And I think their businesses have just grown. I don't know where they're at now, but it always just seems like such a like nice and calming life out there. <laughs> uh-huh. I recommend Lydia Millen. Um, okay. Okay. I'll check her out. Um, what is the most common compliment that you receive? Oh, um, I humbly share. I get told often that I'm nice. Um, I don't think nice feels like a good word, but it's something I'm proud of. I like being kind to people and I'm glad that they feel that. I love that. Um, What is one thing that most people don't know about you? Oh, I think that I am actually quite a shy person um on the internet it's very easy to come across as someone really confident um I'm quite happy to record a reel and talk like I'm on stage um but if I met anyone in real life or yeah. you know there was that many people in front of me yes. um I think I would crumble so yes it's not all as it seems that's for sure yes yes um what is a favorite item that you're loving right now that could be clothing jewelry makeup anything book oh um I am loving, it's a really good question. I recently treated myself to some Olaplex. Um, not sure if you guys have Olaplex over there. It's like nice hair treatments and hair oils. Okay, okay cool. I recently treated myself to some of their oil. So I like to lather up before bed and wake up with super silky hair. So that's a current fave. Okay, cool. And last question, who are the three most influential people in your life? Um, number one would be my mum. I think for many people, mum's just the backbone of who we are. Um, number two would, of course, be my dad. Um, he's just my absolute hero. Um, the funniest thing about my dad is he has no idea what I do. Um, <laughs> we catch up. He's like, how's your thing going? I'm like, my, 
you mean my business does (laughs) business um but like regardless he turns up to my webinars he listens to my podcasts um even if he doesn't have a clue um and then the final one my partner James is actually our seven year anniversary on Monday um congratulations seven years it's oh it's a push to get through sometimes isn't it with partners but how old are you are you 20 I'm 25. Oh, I'm 25. Okay, we're the same age, yes. Uh-huh. Met in the teens. Um, okay. and he so we live together and he is the person who just like keeps me human. Um, if he wasn't here, I think I'd work 24 hours a day. Um, and just the person that when I'm feeling that imposter syndrome or yes. you know, I have an idea and it scares me, um, that person who's like, hey, you can do it, and even if you can't, it's okay. Um, so I think everyone needs someone like him in their lives. Um so mum, dad, partner, all the people closest to me. Um, but I don't think we could do life without them. 100%. You were really good at those rapid fires. You were just shooting them. That was good. <laughs> I didn't think I would be. Um, I've done them before, but the yes. ones um, I've done before, like one word answers. So oh, like okay. Those are hard. Word, those I have far too many things to say um, for that. But I mean, awesome questions. So easy to answer. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Sophie. It was amazing getting to hear more about you and your story. I will always follow you on LinkedIn and Instagram. So everyone, where can they find you, um, your personal and then PLM as well? Awesome. Um, So on LinkedIn, you can find me at Sophie Miller um, and everywhere else. So TikTok, I'm trying with, um, but Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram, it's just pretty little marketer. Um, No matter where you are, who you are you're always welcome in the community. Um, But thank you so much for having me. Um, I said before, I always feel so humbled and excited whenever I get invited to do these sort of things. So, I mean, thank you so much. Thank you so much.